This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts. Some more exciting answers to the baffling and intriguing questions of science. Up and at him. Science on FBI. Some technical difficulties, some talking while the mic was on, but Alice, we got you on the line. Hello. Hello. We, we're here with some science. You know? <laughs> Nothing like a few technical difficulties on the way. Even we on the other side of the anyway. world, you're still <laughs> delivering. And you've got some pretty exciting news this week that could mark the start of a new era of molecular robotics. This sounds technical, Al. What's going on? Yeah, it is pretty technical. I thought, seeing as I'm you know, near my hometown, I'd bring you some chemistry, my first love from Manchester University. Um, and this is really beautiful piece of research that's come out of David Lee's group at the University of Manchester, where they have um, built the first molecular robot. And, and what we mean by this is essentially a really tiny robot that can build molecules. And perhaps, you know, to think about this a little bit further, we'll start with something a bit bigger. Um, we know that the way that we, we build many of the things that we, we use every day, if we think about cars, if we think about anything in the house, the reason that we were able to afford these things is because of mass production techniques. So whereas things used to be made by hand, um, we now know that we have huge production lines that move pieces of, uh, of a, a car, for example, along a production line and then move it to the right place at the right time to have the next part of that car fitted to it. Um, but if you think about a car, it's pretty big. If you think about molecules, they're very, very small. So if you want to build a robot or a machine that can construct molecules, you need to build tiny, tiny machines. And this is what uh, the Lee Group at Manchester specialise in. And they've done it again, and they've built this very first example of a machine that can build, um, you know, a molecule, which That's is so pretty crazy. cool. What's the, what's the makeup of these robots? Well, you can kind of imagine it as being a bit like one arm. If you imagine almost like one of those, um, you know, those arcade games um, where you go and try and get a cuddly toy with yeah. a kind of grabbing grip. Well, it, claw. it doesn't look exactly like that. But if you think about having a way that you could program a, ro- uh, a robot that's made up of, of mo- a molecule but can operate in the same way. So basically this machine works by... Um, picking up something, grabbing something from one position and then rotating around to another position and depositing that item. So you imagine how you might pick up a cuddly toy from one of those machines, pull it to the front of the machine if it doesn't drop it like it usually does and then drop it you know, in the position to collect it. And this is what this tiny little robot can do. It can move a single molecule from one position to another position across a very, very small distance. But if a whole uh, if a whole number of these robots were lined up next to each other, you could possibly think about moving a small molecule along a much larger distance. Um, and it's the first time that the scientists have been able to do this with, with very small machinery. Wow. I read in the research that you sent that it mentioned like the conditions of acidity affected the movement. What does that mean? Yeah, so in the same way that you think about um, when when you program a robot that's part of, say, a car assembly line to do different jobs, the way it works is by having programmed 
inputs or electrical inputs that basically tell the machine when to open its arm or close its arm or to move around. Well, the way that this chemical robot works is from rather than having electrical inputs or programmed inputs is by having chemical inputs. So if you change the acidity, it can form a bond which can basically Um, In the same way that, you know, a robot could grab something, by forming a bond, it's able to grab something. And then by making it more basic, it can let go of something, it can break a bond. Um, And that's the way that it operates. So there's a whole series of, of steps that enable this machine to work. And how do they think this could open up the potential for more complex structures? We've mentioned that it could be a simple line, but do they see it going in much bigger directions? Yeah, well, I think the the major... Well, there's lots of things here. One is that they've done something really cool that nobody could do before, and I don't think we should undersell that one too much. Yeah. But um, but also, the other thing is that if you think about um, the way that nature makes molecules, uh, nature is exquisite in the way that it can catalyze the synthesis of really complex molecules that are in our bodies. And in the lab, we try and do this as chemists, but it's pretty tricky to do this in the lab. So thinking about a way that you can control the building of molecules um, is is essentially the aim of organic chemistry, to be able to make anything from very small building blocks. So if you can program a robot to make molecules, then, you know, that's very exciting. You could also potentially think about building um, construction lines that could build new materials or different materials more efficiently, could be used in, in medicine even. So I think it's it's really exciting to see what the next step will be in these molecular machines. Will there be another machine that does a different operation or will you be able to link up these tiny machines to see if you can build much more complex molecules? So I'll be keeping my eye out for sure. Yeah, definitely. And you've mentioned this is such a huge achievement and such a big breakthrough. What have the reactions been like? Well, I think people are really excited because for a long time, um, we've been looking at, at building things in in a similar way to nature. So, with the with its ability to build little machinery, because essentially, um, you know, the, the one of the common examples that's used is um, of, of the bacteria flagella motor. So, lots of different organisms. If you think about, let's think about a sperm, for example. If you think about the way that a sperm can swim, it's essentially built a tail, a machine that can propel the sperm to where it needs to get to. There are all sorts of examples of this in nature. So thinking about um, being able to make and design machines, tiny machines in this way, um, is pretty exciting. So there's been a lot of really positive reaction and, and from all over the world about, about this new uh, paper, especially because molecular machines was the subject of the Nobel Prize in chemistry last year. Mm. So this is quite a big development, you know, even in, in, you know, in the past year, we've seen um, some quite exciting research in this area. Alice breaking down molecular robotics for us this morning. You've made that sound a lot more simple than I'm sure it is. It sounds very technical, but such a huge breakthrough. Alice, cheers for giving us a call this morning all the way over from the UK. We'll hopefully have you back on the phone next week as well, yeah? Yeah, hope to speak to you next week.